Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Boy, if you can't laugh in the house of the Lord, where else can you laugh? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It is truly a great thing to be in the house of the Lord. How glad I was when they said, let's go into the house of the Lord. I want to welcome you all here to the Ark of the Covenant Ministry. Well, we always say here, this is not my hour, but this is our hour to lift up the name of Jesus. And I don't know about you, I have lifted up a many of things. I have lifted up some things I don't never want to lift up again. I have lifted up some things that I wish I had never lifted up. I have lifted up some things that I wish that my body will never ever touch again. I have lifted up some things that have stained me for my entire life that I'd be paying for for the rest of my life. But today, I get an opportunity to lift up the precious name of Jesus Christ. What a greatest honor it is to be a part of a glorious thing to lift up the King of Kings and the Lord of Lord. I want to thank God for that opportunity today. And we get an opportunity to do it freely. There are some today that cannot have this opportunity that we take sometimes for granted. There are some that we were talking yesterday, me and Brother Stephen, where there are some right now that's going through hardship because of the name of Jesus Christ. They can't worship. They can't speak the name of Jesus without fear of reprisal, without fear of being tormented, without fear of jail, without fear of being shot or persecuted. So I want you all to just enjoy this time as we have it freely to lift up the name of Jesus. And I want you all to enjoy Jesus as your Lord and Savior and enjoy lifting him up as he enjoys you as your Savior as he is your Lord and King. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, let's go to the throne of grace this morning as we're going to thank God for all that he has done, all that he is doing, and all that he is going to do. We want to thank God for the transition that's going on in some of our family and friends' lives that's going on here at Silver Birch. We're going to, going to have a massive moving going on soon, so we want to thank God for our friends that's moving to a new level, moving to a new area, those that's going to be changing places. We're going to thank God for them that we have met, them that we have enjoyed, them that we have embraced. It was truly an honor to be among most and all of you all. And those that are leaving, we're going to miss. Amen. Amen. We will truly miss them. Some of them we're going to push out faster. Going to help them hurry up and go. Can you hurry? Yeah, we're going to truly miss them. And uh, some of them have on a birthday coming up pretty soon, we believe. Uh, Brother Stephen has a birthday coming up on the 29th, 29th. of this month. Praise the Lord. The, the, the day he leaves, he's his birthday. Yes, yeah, indeed. Yes, indeed. So we're going to just thank God for all the people of Silver Birch. We're going to thank God for all the things God has done here thus this far. 
all the people and their family and friends. We want to remember God as he lifted us through and brought us thus this far. We want to remember family. We want to remember you all in your ups and your downs, your struggles, your heartaches, and your pain. We want to remember God bringing you through, and God's going to continue to take you through. We want to remember your family and friends as they go through their struggles, their hardships, their pains. We also want to remember as the staff here at Silver Birch, as they go through their daily lives and their ups and their downs, as they administer their gifts and their talents. We want to remember them and their families as we ask God to bless them and put a protection of hedges around their family and friends. As we remember all of God's people, including those that watches us faithfully over the internet, we're asking the Lord to manifest himself in all of their situations and circumstances. As we remember our family and friends here at Silver Birch that's going through different circumstances. Brother Dan, Daniel, he's still in the hospital, am I correct? Uh, we remember Sister Margaret, uh, not Margaret, what's, what's her name? Barbara, Sister Barbara, as she's still in the rehab facility. We also uh, have uh, Sister Annie, she's still in the rehab facility. Uh, is there anybody else that we remember? Carol. 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 She's, in She's in rehab facility. So we have a lot of people that we have to keep on our list. We're going to never forget you all that's in this room. Sister Mary, we're keeping her on our prayer list. Sister Cash Dollar's family is on our care list, our prayer list. Sister Margaret's family is on the Sister Linda's family and her friend is on our prayer list. We got my friend's mother is on our prayer list. Is she doing better with that COVID recovery? Good, good, good. Sister Biola family is coming around. She had a visit from her son, and that was a wonderful thing. God bless her. Amen. And we remembering Stephen, and he's praying for his family in Australia for their salvation. And we're seeing that his videos are doing a wonderful transformation for his family there. So we're praising God for that. So let us go to the throne of grace. I also want to continue to pray for my son and his wife, uh, Brother Carrington. And we're praying for his family, his wife, and his we want to pray for brothers uh, Zachariah and Sister Nakia as I pray for my wife. And I want to pray for all of our families today. Let us go to the throne of grace. Father God, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. Father God, we thank you for your position. We thank you for your holiness. We thank you for for your perfection. Lord, we thank you for your covering as we look upon the vacant cross today. Lord, it's that positioning of the vacant cross. Lord, we could see it and we can understand that there was a struggle, but there was an overcoming. Lord, as we look upon it, we know that there was a walk, but there was a getting up. Lord, we know that there was a fight, but there was a victor. Lord, we knew that there was a struggle, a cursing, a battle, but Lord, there was a victor. And Lord, we're so grateful that you were the victor. Because Lord, we knew that there was that day a getting up. And Father God, as you got up, Lord, we know that we got up with you. So, Father God, we know regardless of what we're going through, regardless of what situation it is, regardless of what place it might be in, 
we could get up. And Lord, we thank you for it. So Father God, right now, we just look up and say, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, thank you for giving us to get up. And Lord, as we're getting up, we just want to confess all of our shortcomings, all of our disobedience, all of our filthy rags, as we turn from our ways and begin to follow you. We pick up our cross and follow you. Now, Lord, we lay all our petitions before you because, Lord, we know that you're able because you got up with resurrection power. The Bible says that you were given all power in heaven and on earth. So, Father God, we're asking that you manifest yourself. We're asking that you go before nursing homes, we go in dark places, go in homeless shelters. Father God, we're asking that you go on beds of affliction, go in jail, go in hungry places. Father God, we're asking that you go in dry places, go in crying tears. Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, those immortal words, pick up thy bed and walk. Father God, we thank you. And Lord, we pray for ourselves. We're asking that you touch us in the dark times. Touch us in the wee hours of the morning. Wipe away our tears. Strengthen our weaknesses. Cover us with your wings. Breathe upon us as we cry out for your anointing. And Lord, guide us as we hold on to your unchanging hands. And now, Lord, bless this place. Bless those that's watching us over the internet. Anoint their homes as we pray for your anointing here. Bind up the adversary. Bind up his devices. Bind up all of his dominions and cast them out. Loose that which is about you, Lord, your spirit, and all of your precious, precious characteristics. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Glory to the name of the living God. Well, we know um, that the Bible study, I believe, is, is canceled from now on, right? I don't think she's doing it anymore. Uh, she does it sometimes on a Tuesday. Sometimes on a Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Um, but she rang me yesterday. No, on Friday. Said that she was busy packing. Okay. Saturday. So, okay. But she's not feeling well, so she's trying to pack. Packing everything. Okay. So I, I don't know. Are you still doing your... your uh, Whoever wants to show up. All right. All, the equipment there. All right. So whoever wants to come to the college course and prayer. Yeah. Come on. All right. Is there any other thing we need to announce? Uh, no, I don't think so. All right. Well, praise the Lord. Well, let us go into the word of the living God. Let us have a little word today. Let us enjoy God's word today. Well, today we are going to have um, you a time in God's word. Well, it is interesting how God deals in his word with me. God is very, <laughs> I don't know how you could say it, but I guess God is assurance. You could use that word. He's definitely assures me that when you need to know that you are on the right path, the right track, because sometimes you, you, you just need to know assurance that the words that you are speaking is the correct words. Sometimes you can get 
in a position where others might want to make you feel that you need to shut up. You ever felt that way? That you need to shut up. That people want you to be quiet. But God will let you know that you're on the right track. I know uh, in the mornings, I, I tell this often, that in the mornings between the hours of eight and nine, I uh, do a show, and it's called Prayer and Story Time. And what it is, it's a show where we read testimonies, where people send in testimonies. And me and my wife do it every morning for six days a week. And people from all over send in their testimonies. And they send in questions. And they have the pastor and my wife to answer these questions and these conversations that they will like to talk about. And they need some guidance, some directions and things. Now, on tomorrow at about 1 or 12 o'clock tomorrow, in the process of me getting prepared to perform what I normally do, God will go to speaking to me about what he wants me to meditate on all the way for Sunday. Now I know what I'm supposed to do Sunday. I won't be here Sunday, but I will be preaching somewhere Sunday. Now exactly what I'm supposed to preach on, I know. Where I'm gonna preach from, I don't know. What I'm supposed to talk about, I do know. But how I'm supposed to do it, I don't know. But God will deal with me at about that hours of the morning. Now, when God go to dealing with me, he will give me the verses, the message. Now, as he gives me the message for the rest of the week, I will hear different things, different confirmations from people like yourselves, situations and circumstances as I study the scriptures. And all week long this week, I've been dealing with certain situations and circumstances as I had the scripture given to me. I think I gave the scriptures to Stephen to print out for me uh, Thursday, I believe it was. Because Stephen does a great, fantastic job for me to put my notes together because I can't see that well. So I need them enlarged in a very large writing. And he's taken upon himself to help me in that area. And I'm so grateful for that. And for all week long, people has been sending in these testimonies and these things. And I tell people that me and my wife don't even discuss the testimonies. She just pulls them out and decides what testimony she gonna read. Now she don't like for me to tell her what I'm gonna preach about. She don't like for me to do that. I was going to tell her. I told her. I was gonna, she said, no, I want it to be a surprise. Don't tell me. I want to be surprised like everybody else on Sunday. I want to be surprised. So all week long, people had been talking about their families and the family situation. And it got down to the point to where people were pointing out the problems with the leaders of the church. That how the leaders of the church can do what they're doing and causing 
not walking the walk and people were pointing their fingers at the leaders of the church. So they were saying that if the, the leaders of the church is not doing what they're supposed to do, then it's as if they were saying, then why should I? How many of you feel that way? If the man that stands before you is not walking the walk, why should you? If that individual that stands before you, if he is not walking the walk, why should you? If that individual that you looked up to, that individual that calls himself your leader, that individual that sits before you as the head of the household or the head of the church, if they're not walking the walk, why should you? They begin to send in their testimonies about the family structure. Now I had posted what I was going to preach about early Monday morning at about 2 a.m. in the morning. I had put it on my app for the Ark of the Covenant Ministry. I even posted it on Facebook at about 2 o'clock in the morning. And today, God is going to allow me to deliver it. I talked about it maybe three or four months ago for a short 10-minute session. But today, God has given me permission to release it. So today, I want to ask you a question. And my question unto you today is, what do you expect? What is it that you expect? What is you looking for? What is you expecting? And the question is, what do you expect? Simply because there is an underlying powerful delusion going on. There is a delusion if to say, if that individual that is before me is not walking the walk. As if you two are attached together. As if you two are going to be judged together. If you two are going to be connected so close together that if he goes to hell, you going to. In other words, that whatever he does, you are going to receive it. I want to talk to you about what do you expect? What do you expect from your leader? What do you look for in your leader? And how would you know to look for it? How would you know? I want you to follow with me in a small book of your Bible. Maybe some of you might have skipped over it. But it's a book by the prophet Micah. Micah is a small book, but a most powerful one. I'm going to look at Micah chapter 3. And I'm going to look at these 12 verses. And these 12 verses is about to open up a whole dimension unto you and I that's going to deliver us from out a whole lot of 
bondage. A whole lot of turmoil and a whole lot of confusion. I want you to stay with me as we travel through the darkness and come unto the light. Alexa, continue. Some music. And I said, Hear you heads of Jacob and rulers of the house of Israel. Is it not for you to know justice, you who hate the good and love the evil, who tear the skin from off my people and their flesh from off their bones, who eat the flesh of my people and flay their skin from off them, and break their bones in pieces and chop them up like meat in a pot, like flesh in a cauldron? Then they will cry to the Lord, but he will not answer them. He will hide his face from them at that time, because they have made their deeds evil. Thus says the Lord concerning the prophets who lead my people astray, who cry peace when they have something to eat, but declare war against him who puts nothing into their mouths. Therefore it shall be night to you without vision, and darkness to you without divination. The sun shall go down on the prophets, and the day shall be black over them. The seers shall be disgraced, and the diviners put to shame. They shall all cover their lips, for there is no answer from God. But as for me, I am filled with power, with the Spirit of the Lord, and with justice and might, to declare to Jacob his transgression, and to Israel his sin. Hear this, you heads of the house of Jacob, and rulers of the house of Israel, who detest justice, and make crooked all that is straight who build Zion with blood, and Jerusalem with iniquity. Its heads give judgment for a bribe, its priests teach for a price, its prophets practice divination for money. Yet they lean on the Lord and say, Is not the Lord in the midst of us? No disaster shall come upon us. Therefore because of you, Zion shall be plowed as a field, Jerusalem shall become a heap of ruins and the mountain of the house a wooded height. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now that is Micah chapter 3. Now we're going to walk through this and I want you to grab hold and understand that, listen, as a leader of the church, as a caller of Jesus Christ, as a member of the body of Christ, we are no different than you. As one that stands before you right here, I'm here to let you know that God will pronounce judgment on me just as well as he will pronounce judgment on you. I stand before God as you will stand before God. I will be called unto judgment as God says. God says that in, in Matthew chapter 23, that his prophets will speak. The people that he called to lead his people is called by him to do the justice unto his people. There is some that will lead them astray, but God will deal with them. God will deal heavily with those that leaded his people astray. Even those that stands before his family and leads his people astray. But you have to remember that you are responsible for you. God is responsible enough to know that each one of us is responsible for our own actions. The Bible says, listen, how Micah 
begins to address the leaders and the children of Israel. He begins to say in Micah 3.1, he says, and I said, he begins to reiterate, he's repeating his same thing that he says in chapter 1 and chapter 2. Listen, I'm going back over this thing again. Listen, he said, I said this one more time. Listen to me, people. Listen to me. He says, hear me. Hear me, he says. I pray you, I'm begging you, you better listen to me. Listen to me, oh heads of Jacob. He's talking about the leaders right here. He wants them to hear him. Because see, it is the leader's position to represent and act accordingly to your calling. And a lot of people think that the leadership is the one that stands behind the pulpit. But see, a leader can be the one that sits at the head of the table or the one that sits beside the child or the one that proclaims they've been walking with the Lord for a while. The elder in the church or the one that's been saved for a while. You can be the head. The Bible says that as he kept on going, he said, you princesses of the house of Israel, it's not for you to know judgment. In other words, he used this word judgment or justice. The justice is what he's really saying. He's saying the justice of God. See, it's not the world's just judgment that we need to know. It's not how you think or what you say or how you feel about it. It's all about what God says. He said, listen, I know you know what the word of God says. See, he's not talking about those that don't know the word. He's not talking about those that's babies. He's not talking about those that, that's lost. He's talking about those that knows the word of God. So you're asking me, well, preacher, I don't know it. He's telling you that's your fault because you got a Bible. He's telling you that's your fault. Because you got Bible study you can go to. He's telling you that's your fault because you can open up the word of God and study it for yourself. Need not be ashamed. A workman rightly dividing the word of truth. You being pulled away because you're lazy. You being pulled away because you're stubborn. You're hard-headed. You don't want to do what God says. You want to point your finger at the person standing Behind the pulpit. You don't want to do your part. He says, oh, heads of Israel. He continues on and says, who hate the good. Oh, I want to stop right there for a moment. Who hate the good. Now, a lot of times we see the word good in the Bible and we really don't comprehend what that means when it says good. The word good simply means when you see it, the will of God. What they hate is the will of God. A lot of us believe that we do good. When we go and say, when God tells you, say, hey, listen, you got some money come in or, or something came in and God say, well, give it to that person over there. And you say, I don't like that person. I'm going to give it to this person over here. And you take it and you give it to that person over there. And you done did a good thing because you done gave it to that person over there. 
but you just committed an evil act. Why was it evil? Because you didn't do the will of God. You did what you wanted to do. Amen. See, that wasn't a good act because a good act is the will of God. You have to follow what God tells you to do. You got to do what God say do. You see, a lot of times we want to profess, but we don't want to confess what God tells us to do. You see, the Bible says, it continues on and it says, and love the evil. The evil, that word evil, when we see the word evil in the Bible, we misinterpreted that. The word evil simply means contrary to the will of God. Anything that's contrary to the will of God. You want to know what's really contrary to the will of God when you put this word in your mouth? Well, I feel or I think or I, I figure that it. When you go to saying I, you finna be contrary to the will of God. Because you should be saying the Bible says. God says, and you know the reason most people can't say that is because they don't know what it says. They don't know what they said. The reason they, they don't know what it says because they're too busy knowing what Jacob and Robert and Tony says. See, you can ask them about what Billy Ray did back in 1932. Oh, they sat on the bar and they cut Sister Mary and they cut just a billy and, and they drank up all this here. They can tell you everything back in the day. You ask them about that Bible. They can't tell you not one word. Ask them what Genesis is. I don't know. That's because they never opened up the book. Most people got the Bible in the window of the car. How many of you ever seen that? The Bible in the back window of the car. When they pull up at the church, they got to get out there and reach in the back of the car and pull the Bible out. And then when they pull the Bible out, it's got that little square space back there. Because that's where the Bible been sitting all this time. They ain't never took the Bible out the car. Oh Lord. The Bible it keep on saying here, he said, who hated good and loved the evil, who plucked their skins from them and their flesh off of their bones. In other words, they just want to kill them. Just anybody that's doing righteous, you just want to kill them. You don't care how you destroy them, just, just destroy them. You don't care. The Bible says, it keeps on saying, who also eat the flesh of the people and flay their skins from off them and they break them and break their bones and chop them in pieces as for the pot and as the flesh within the culture. In other words, just destroy them. You don't care how you destroy them. Lie on them, talk about them, smile in their face, and the moment they turn around, stab them in the back, push them down the stairs, put their wheelchair, put something in their wheelchair and blow it up, they don't care. Just do it any kind of way you want to. Push them out in the middle of the street in the wheelchair. Oops, I'm sorry. Don't care how you destroy them. Just destroy them. Just any kind of way. Lie on them. Just tell all kind of lies on them. Just destroy them any kind of way. You don't care. You don't care. The Bible says, keep on saying, it says, then shall they, then shall they cry unto the Lord. Here they go. Here they go. First thing they do is cry unto the Lord. Here they go. Watch what they say. But they will not hear them. Get real quiet 
They cry, but it get real quiet. They'll holler, but it get real quiet. They'll speak, but the Lord won't, the Lord won't even hear. He will even hide his face from them. And at that time, and they have, when, when the Bible says that he would hide his face from them, in Numbers chapter 6, there's a blessing that the Lord's face will be upon you. But when God hides his face from you, there's no blessing. You see, when, you're, when, when God hides his face, when he takes his face from you, it's because you are unworthy unto God. You see, you can talk all the talk you want, but when you go to calling on the Lord, how many of you ever called for your father or your mother and they turned their back on you. How would you feel if you ever called on your father or your mother and they turned their back on you? How many of you loved your mother? How many of you loved them? Or your father, your mother, your father. I mean, you loved them dearly. And when you called on them, they just turned their back on you. What, what would that feel like to you? Just think how much God loves you. And when you call on him, he has to turn away from you. What position would you be in? Oh, just keep on looking. Just keep on looking. Just keep on looking with me. The Bible going to tell you what type of position you're in. The Bible says, he, he says that he will even hide his face from them at that time as they have behaved. Now listen, they have behaved themselves themselves ill in their doing. They did it on purpose. They didn't do it falsely. They did this purposely. That means the things that they did, the things that they tried, the things that they attempted to do, they did this against God on their own doing. So in other words, when they told that lie, they knew they was telling a lie. When they went and slept with somebody, they did it because they wanted to. When they stole, they stole it because they wanted to. Wasn't no trickery about it. They didn't get deceived by the devil. They did this because they wanted to. When they smiled in your face and stabbed you in your back, it's because they wanted to. The man of God was warning them. The Bible says in the fifth verse, he said, Thus says the Lord concerning the prophets that make my people err. He said, For the man of God that makes him err. <laughs> He's given a warning that bited and their teeth and cry, peace. In other words, he came, Micah came to tell him the truth. But there's going to be some that's going to tell him, it's all right. You do what you want to do. You can, listen, it's all right. Listen, it's all right to tell a little white lie. It's all right. It's all right. Listen, it's all right for you to send me 49. Listen, I'm going to wipe this sweat off my forehead with this tie. Y'all send me 40, listen, each one of y'all go upstairs. Y'all write me a check or bring me down cash, $49. Y'all wipe this on y'all wheelchair. And in uh, 15 months, y'all gonna walk. But y'all go upstairs, bring me down $149. Every month for 14 months. And you're gonna walk. I'm telling you, 
Let's do it for 14 months. Send me that $149, though. You see, them prophets will lie. And God don't deal with them. Because they're doing it for filthy gain. That's why they were lying to the people. But he telling them it's going to be all right. But Micah was telling them the truth. That God going to pronounce judgment on the people. And on the leaders. Because you're supposed to know better. You're supposed to know God's word. You're supposed to study it for yourselves. As the man of God supposed to know that God's going to kill him. If he don't get his life in order. You see the Bible says in Ezekiel chapter 33. That the watchman. He put him to watch over the souls of men. But if he don't do what God tells him to do. The blood would be required upon his hands. You see but you also has a responsibility to study for yourself and know what's right and wrong. You're supposed to be able to discern what you hear. You're supposed to know the word of God when you hear it. And the only way you would know it is if you open up the book and studied it for yourself. How else did you learn your name until somebody made you learn it and study it? How else did you know your address until your mama and daddy set you down and made you learn it and study it? How else would you know if you don't study it? Michael begins to tell him, he says, peace and that put it not into their mouth. God didn't tell them to say that. See, God didn't tell them everything was going to be all right. He didn't tell them to say that. He said, even prepare. In other words, that word prepare means they inviting God. They inviting God to bring war against them. Because they weren't doing what they were supposed to do. When you don't walk in the ways of God, you inviting God to go war against you. Micah is warning the people. He's warning the heads of the church. As of now, the churches are going in all kind of directions. The people are going in all kind of directions. What's wrong is right. And what's right is wrong. They're ordaining homosexualities as pastors. They're ordaining lesbians as pastors. That's wrong. They're inviting war from God against the church. People saying that you don't have to follow God no more. That's wrong. People are putting their mouths against the man and of, and woman of God that's wrong you can't do that people are just doing whatever they want to do you can't do that the Bible continues to say therefore night shall be unto you that ye shall not have visions and it shall be dark unto you and ye shall not divine and sh and shall divine and the sun shall go down over over the prophets and the day shall be dark over them in other words whatever they thought they was doing prophesying they ain't going to be able to say nothing else no more no more all the lies that they was telling they ain't going to be able to tell them no more. There will be no more lies they could tell. The Bible continues to say, Then shall the seers be ashamed, and the devoneers confounded. Yea, they shall all cover their lips. They would do this here. But see, back then, it meant mustache. 
See, cause see the much size mean that you was intelligent, dignified. You was one of them smart guys. You, you, you had a position. So you cover your lips, your mustache. But see, what, what, what he's saying is that you, what all the lies that you was telling, God will reveal that you are a liar. God is going to reveal all that stuff that you were saying that didn't come true. All that mess that you was talking about the man or the woman of God, it didn't come true. You was proven to be a liar. You are falsehood. And God is going to deal with you because of that. The Bible continues to say in verse number eight, but truly, I am full. This here is Micah talking. He said, truly, I am full of the Spirit. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. That's you. You're a man and woman of God. You're full of the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit in you. Now watch what he said. Powered by the Holy Spirit of the Lord, of justice, of judgment. Some people's Bible say judgment or justice and the night and of the might of to declare unto Jacob his transgressions. Some people miss this when he's talking about his transgressions. In other words, he's telling them, I'm full of the Lord, the Holy Spirit, that I can bring forth and speak the word of God and bring forth what the church refuses to do now because the church don't have the power anymore because they stopped speaking with the power of the Holy Spirit so they can't bring forth conviction. The people of God need to hear the word of God so they can get convicted of their sins. It's the conviction that changes people's heart. It's the Holy Spirit that will change your heart. When you know that you know that you're out of place, that you need to turn around and go back to the cross. That you need to turn around and go back to God and say, Lord, I'm sorry. I need to change. I need to change. I need to change. But it takes the power of the Holy Ghost. The church is losing its power because they're doing it in their own flesh. And Michael is crying out to him, say, listen, you don't have the Holy Ghost. Because you're just doing it in your own stuff. You're trying to get paid. You're trying to do it for yourself. You, you ain't trying to, you ain't got God. You ain't, ain't no God in you. You're liars and a bunch of thieves. He keep on going. He say, hear this. Hear me, y'all. He said, here, pray. I pray you, I pray you, I pray you. He said, hear me, heads of the house. Heads of Jacob, you princes. All of you, the houses of Israel. He said, and the justice and you don't pervert the iniquity. In other words, you don't, I mean, you just tearing up everything. And then he says, and they build up Zion. In other words, the kingdom. They build up the kingdom. But what kind of kingdom is they building up? They not building up the kingdom of the Lord. They not building up God's house. They not building up the holy seed. They not building up the righteous house. What they building up? The house with blood. They trying to tell something. How many of you been kicked in the back? How many of you been walked on, lied on, stole on? You done cried in your room because others done done you so wrong. And you just don't understand why. Mm, watch what he says. And Jerusalem with iniquity. They just full of mess. They just building up a house of just torment and pain. The Bible says, the heads thereof judge for reward. They just doing it all for their own rewards. Some people just do it for money. Some people just do it for spite. Some people just do it because they just feel like they just want to do it against you. Some people just want to do it just to see you hurt. Some people do it just want to see you just have tears run down your face. Some people just want to tear you down. 
Some people don't want to see you get up. Some people don't want to see you do nothing. Some people don't want to see you do anything for the Lord. The enemy is the enemy and you are his attack. The Bible continues to say and the priests thereof teach for hire and the prophets thereof divine for money. Yet will they mm, lean upon the Lord and say, they, 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 they'll do it and then they'll smile in your face. Time. Well, I'm with God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Put on the big cross. Put their suit on. Praise the Lord. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, precious, precious thing you. Woo, child. But they'll do anything to you to harm you. But they're going to lean on the Lord. They're going to lie. They're going to steal. They're going to rob. They're going to smile in your face, cut your throat, and sit in the church and be the loudest thing in the church. Preach, preacher. And come out the church and go to cussing and, and doing all kinds of stuff. Micah is talking about these people right here. Then he says, he, he says, and say it's not the Lord among us. Say, ain't I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. Ain't that something? None evil can come upon me. All the stuff Micah say God going to do to them. First thing they say, well, God ain't going to do it to me. Because I'm a child of God. And they're going to bust hell wide open. And then he goes on in verse number 12. Therefore shall Zion, that kingdom that they done build up, for your sake be plowed as a field. That means he's going to dig it up. He's going to destroy it. And Jerusalem shall come become a heap and a mountain of houses as high place as a forest. In other words, all that stuff that they did, he just going to dig it up and turn it upside down. He's going to destroy it and it's never going to be fruitful again. God is going to do what he says he going to do. Micah is letting us know today, listen, you can point your finger at the man or woman of God at the pulpit. That man or woman of God can be as corrupt as they want to be. But I'm here to tell you, God is going to destroy that man or woman of God. God is going to destroy that man or woman of God. Have no fear, no worry about it. That man that's in charge of that house that man that God has put at that house, if he don't get his act together, God is going to punish that man or at, at, at the head of that house or that woman that's at the head of that house. But God wants you to know, as an individual in the body of Christ, you are responsible for your soul. You need to open up that word for yourself. You need to study that word for yourself. You need to know and be able to hear God for yourself. You need to stop sitting around trying to point a finger at somebody and remember that there's four pointing back at you. You need to stop trying to put your mouth on somebody else and look toward the heaven and ask God to put his mouth on you. Lord, clean up my heart. Clean up my mind. Strengthen me so I can pick up my cross and follow you. How many of y'all ready and asking the Lord to follow him? 
How many of you have walked with Christ and know that you know that you've been walking with Christ? 